So in weeks one and two, we have worked to establish a clear sense of style and a voice for our Instagram imagery. And editing is really the final crucial step in that process. And with practice, it's actually probably the easiest too. I always think any activity that you can do while lying down on the sofa or in bed is clearly a win and this definitely falls under that category. So Instagram, if you think about it, has always been about that sort of edited, stylized look. I don't know how many of you like me, downloaded the app in the very first place way back when for those vintage, putting that in inverted commas, vintage filter presets. Do you remember the yellowy kind of filters, the Polaroid borders? We were so into that back then. Gradually, all of these trends in Instagram editing have evolved. But for grid posts in particular, there is still that expectation of post-processing and a sense of finesse. On stories, it can be straight from the camera and that's more acceptable. But over on the main feed, which is where you will grow most of your following, unedited images can have a tendency to feel a bit unfinished or incomplete. As well as that, of course, editing gives us the opportunity to fix any problems with a photo and to make it more fully our own. And I think post-production can be a really fun way for us to just extend our creativity, really refine that visual style that we're trying to nail and recreate the image that's in our head. So in this way, editing tools, especially preset filters, give us this power to create mood, maybe feeling in an image that might not have been possible with the original real life scene. So the colors, the tones, the brightness, everything you're selecting in that post-production process can help to enhance the story that you're trying to tell. So if you think back to your mood board and your keywords from week one, you might be able to get a sense of how you could translate these into an editing style. Like, do you want your photos to be warm and inviting and familiar and comfortable and homey? Or would it be more on brand for you to be cool and clean, a bit more aspirational with snowy white backgrounds and minimalism? And do you want the moody, serious tone that can sometimes come with dark shadows and maybe just a glimmer of light? Or are you looking for something that's more calm and cheerful and full of daylight? Do you want your compositions to be faded and kind of dreamlike? Or do you want them to be very full colour and realistic? Styles like this can naturally change and evolve. So I'm not trying to get you to pin anything down in stone right here. But I think it's helpful to start thinking about these things as we move along and give yourself that chance to play and create. Consistent editing is going to allow your pictures to begin to come together with this really unified visual voice. And if you've not had a very specific style in mind until now, you're going to see a real difference. So I don't recommend using Instagram's native tools, the tools in the app for image editing. Just because there are so many more sophisticated apps out there that are going to give you more creative control, give you more options. And also if you edit your pictures before you get into Instagram, it means you're able to plan your gallery. You know what you're working with ahead of time. Obviously, there are a huge number of apps on the market now. So for this lesson, I'm just going to round up my favorites, my kind of most recommended, the ones I've seen other people have the most success with. And obviously you don't need them all. You're really just trying to find one main editing app that works for you that you want to get really familiar with. My personal favorite is Visco, V-S-C-O sometimes called. And through the rest of these lessons, especially if you're watching any of the editing tutorials, that's what I tend to use. But all of these apps have very similar capabilities. So let's talk about VSCO first. 
It's a free app, but like most of these, it has additional optional in-app purchases. So you can buy packages of presets, which are kind of just like filters. You can possibly buy a couple of additional tools. It's been a while since I first downloaded it. So I'm trying to go from memory here. I think likely if you want to get a good range in there, you're probably looking at spending about £10 over time as you add different things that you need. And it's available for iPhone and for Android. Visco, I think, is especially good for kind of darker, more moody, shadowy types of photography, although it does have a really wide range catering to lots of different styles. They started out before the app as presets for Lightroom and they were film emulation. So that's really where their roots are. They are about trying to capture the different textures, feels and colour casts that you would have got from analogue film. And they translate that into the app and were really one of the first ones to be doing this kind of preset range they do have an annual membership option which gives you full access to everything in the app and also allows you to add the presets and use their tools on video clips too which I really like so that's probably my favorite the next one worth mentioning is called a color story which again is free with those in-app purchase options I think you're probably looking at spending around 15 pounds in this one possibly a little bit more than Visco, but it just depends on what you need. And of course, it's available for iPhone and Android. It's made by the duo behind A Beautiful Mess, if you're familiar with that blog. And I have to say, it's probably the most user-friendly of all the apps that I'm recommending. And it does have a really, really lovely interface. It's a kind of a joy to log into and use. And they have some more kind of creative, fun, less serious photographer type tools and more just things to play with in there, which can be really nice if you're looking for that. I tend to recommend this one more for colourful, light, bright photography style. So if you're more of a colourful person, you may well prefer a colour story to Visco. If you're more kind of dark and moody, opposite way around. There's Adobe Lightroom app, which is free, available for iPhone and Android. I think they also have some in-app purchases. What they try to do is bring over the most popular features from Lightroom and bring them into the app. But it is not the same as Lightroom if you're familiar with using that on your desktop. It's a very different experience doesn't have the same power, doesn't have the same controls, but does have a lot of what you would expect from a mobile phone app. What I really like about this in particular is if you do use Lightroom regularly and you maybe have your own presets or presets you've bought in there, you can share them between that desktop version and the app. So it can be a really nice way to get seamless style of editing between the two. And it also handles raw images. So if you're shooting raw on your phone or straight from your DSLR, you can do those on your phone in the Lightroom app. And like QuickShot, which is free with quite a few in-app purchases, it can toss up quite quickly and become quite expensive, but they are really clever. So my favorite tool with, within this one is probably the Sky Replacement. Included in the course notes, if you're looking on your desktop version, you'll see a before and after where I've used this. It's literally a single click and it is surprisingly convincing. It also has all the tools you would expect. It has some pretty solid presets and filters. So if you're looking for kind of a one-stop shop, this could be a good app for you. And then the final one I'm gonna mention is Snapseed, which is made by Google. Again, it's available on both iPhone and Android and it's completely free, I think. I always say I think, because by the time I've recorded this and you're listening to it, who knows what's gonna have changed. It's actually probably one of the most powerful and maybe comprehensive, I would say, mobile editing apps available. It has a lot of tools that the other ones don't, which can mean it's a bit overwhelming. Sometimes there's a lot in there that you don't need. One of my favorite tools it does have is a brush tool where you're able to apply effects just specifically to different areas using your fingertip. So for example, if there's an area in your picture that needs brightening up, you're able to just select that area and do it right from your phone. 
those are kind of my main five suggestions to take a look at. I have included in the course notes a quick edit. I've done in each of them like a before and after. Really to get a feel for them, you're going to have to download them and have a play with whatever appeals to you. Now, the next bit is going to be additional apps that I recommend looking into. No one is going to need all of these. They're not required investments to complete this course, but I think they're worth your time. They're things I tend to use or know other people use very frequently. The first one is called Unfold, which is free with lots of in-app purchases. It is actually owned now by the same people as VSCO. I think they're part of the same family and it's available for iPhone and Android. You might have seen this one in action. It's what people use to make those really beautiful sort of editorial looking stories on Instagram. Maybe it looks like a scrapbook page or they've managed to put a few different pictures into a mosaic on one. Unfold makes it so easy. You literally just drag and drop from your photo album, put everything in, you can add text and it does make it really, really beautiful. So if you're interested in doing something a bit more creative with your stories, it's worth downloading, get the free templates and see what you think. Another one is Touch Retouch. Sometimes it's just called Retouch in the App Store. They seem to change the name of it. And I've included a quick GIF in the course notes. GIF, GIF, however you pronounce it. To give you an idea, it's about £2 to buy. I would say it's completely worth it. It is like witchcraft or at least like Photoshop because you can magically delete any problem areas, unwanted objects, unwanted wires, cables, lines, litter, cars from your photographs. It needs a little bit of practice sometimes, but if it's just a simple thing, it can actually do it in a single click. You literally just brush with your fingertip on the screen and it kind of uses a combination of AI and clone tools to do witchcraft. <laughs> it saves many a picture and it can really help, especially if you're thinking about those click appeal areas that we talked about last week. Really simplifying what's in the shot, keeping the details really eye-catching, deleting things that don't add to the story can be really helpful. There's an app called Duplicate Photo Fixer, which is about £2. That's only available for iPhone, but I know there are lots of Android equivalents available. And it's not an editing app, but I'm going to mention it here because I think it goes hand in hand. It scans your photo library on your device for any very similar or duplicate shots. So you know maybe when you take like 20 pictures of the same thing and just want to keep one, it recognizes that they're all very similar. And then it will let you choose which ones you want to delete. So if you have an overwhelming camera roll full of the same picture again and again, it can be really brilliant for freeing up space. And if you're like me and you regularly shoot in batches and forget to delete the unused shots, it's a bit of a lifesaver. So there's another one called PixArt, which is free and available for iPhone and Android. And this has a really strong community within it. Quite a lot of them are quite young and it's people who are getting creative with conceptual photography or kind of like photoshopping without the photoshop if you know what I mean. So it's a really good place to start for that. It's got lots of free to edit elements in there so you can get started playing around with things and just trying out their different tools. Lens light. I've included a before and after of this in the course notes too to give you an idea. It's about £5 and I think it's available for iPhone and Android. This is used to add light leaks, lens flares, things like that to your images. It has a really good range of them that come included with the purchase and it's actually fairly intuitive to use once you've got used to it. Again, it can just add so much mood and storytelling to a picture that maybe feels a little bit otherwise flat. One of my favorite tricks is if I have an overexposed, say, window in the background of a picture because I've had to expose for what's inside, adding light flares coming in through that window to kind of cast a glow takes it from being a problem in the picture to actually being an asset in the photograph. So there's some really nice things you can play around with in there too. Adobe Spark, you might have heard me mention already. It is an app for iPhone and Android where you can create 
graphic design kind of social media graphics on your phone it's really intuitive it's very easy to use great for putting text over images or creating quote graphics like we talked about last week canva also has an app that works very similarly on your phone pixel loop which is the sister of the n like quick shot app i recommended earlier just takes your flat images and adds animation to them which means they kind of turn into these sort of cinemagraph style gifs and videos that are really popular on instagram so think a snowy scene but you were able to add moving falling snow over the top or you're able to add clouds actually blow past in the sky and then this final one I'm always on the fence about whether I should mention it because I feel like it's not a great thing in the world but also I know a lot of people find it really helpful and that is FaceApp. I think it's about five pounds to subscribe you can get it for free but all the options that you would want to play with are locked behind a paywall. It's similar, there's similar apps out there. Photoshop Fix is another one if you want something that feels a little bit more professional and it does exactly what you're expecting. It fixes faces or changes faces. On the one hand, I actually really hate that this even exists and that any of us feel like such a thing is necessary. But I do know from conversations with so many of you that showing up online is daunting. Being seen online can feel a little bit overwhelming. And actually when you look at what the app does, there's nothing that a full face of well-applied makeup and decent lighting isn't already offering to anyone who has those things available. So I'm not sure it's doing any more harm than what we already have. If it helps you feel like you're able to be visible, if it makes you feel better about showing up online, then give it a try. I've included a before and after of my face in the course notes, which is a little bit scary, I think. Try not to look at it too much. And I've also included links to buy all of these things in their relative app stores.